Side Order of Empathy is a snack-sized discussion about thriving in your career. Each week we talk about common work challenges, sharing tips, tricks, and most of all, perspective that has helped us personally find success and balance. Come join us. See you in a moment. Hey, Natasha. Matt, hello. How are you today? I'm doing really good. It's nice to connect. It is. I always like that we do this on Fridays. It's like (laughs) the right time to do this. We've exhausted the week, and now we're just going to kind of vent for a little while. But the venting is always in a positive spin. Yes, I agree. So what are we going to talk about today? Hey, today I want to talk about this concept of pace setter leaders and how they can turn into um, kind of a problem for high-performing teams. I like it. I like it. So, <laughs> so what do they do? They just like, they come in and they're like, uh, yeah, all you guys don't know what you're doing. You're all doing it wrong. No, actually a pace setter leader. And you can tell me if you have any personal examples that resonate with this, either being on a team with a leader who is a pace setter, or maybe if you've ever had any of these um, attributes or behaviors yourself, you can own them if you feel comfortable. That's fine. But the the pace setter leader is a leader that um, really operates with a lot of high execution, sets a very intense pace, a big achiever, and um, delivers amazing results on the team. And what happens when that type of personality finds him or herself in a leadership role and doesn't know how to modulate that pace setter kind of behavior? The members of the team feel like They're trying to keep up and operate at that same pace, but it's simply not possible. And so they become discouraged and um, it takes the energy and the lift out of it and it can slow down the team's high performing capability because they feel just like they can't keep up with their, their leader. Right. So I wonder also if there's a, if there's an element here of um, feeling like maybe the leader doesn't understand what they do and, and how they bring value and maybe that they do things a different way. And there's, there's all those kinds of other elements that may or may not be true, but those, those things could also start to create that disengagement that we're talking about. Yeah, I think that's right. So in a, in a setting where a team member is looking at a pace setter leader and feeling um, out of touch with things, they might start looking at other things to them inside the dynamics of the team that suggest, um, yeah, that they're not being well understood, that leaders mm-hmm. aren't taking time to, um, to support them and mentor them and meet them where they are. So it sounds to me very much like a pace setter leader um, could very well have fallen into the trap of um, being a great individual contributor and knowing their discipline or their space so, so well and just rocking and rolling right through it. And then somebody at some point in time said, hey, you know what? You, you know a lot about this. You'd be great to manage all the need to do that same thing. <laughs> I think you're catching on to something real there. Um, right. 
So what's the most likely thing to happen for an individual that is delivering great results and is willing to work from seven in the morning and seven till night and um, operate with great urgency? They're going to get promoted and they're going to be asked to do that at scale and they're going to be given resources to be able to operate at that same level and deliver the same results with a group, with a function. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Our organizations are full of pace setter leaders. So then I think the challenge is that um, they, they really struggle with getting out of the mindset of being the one who needs to deliver into the mindset of I need to help others deliver and create the tools and make sure they have the tools, which requires a, a different set of, of skills and really a different type of openness where you know you may not actually have all the right answers, that someone else may have the right answers, that you know, you've got to create the environment where everybody who works for you can be right and you don't have to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think that leaders, especially new leaders who find themselves in a position to um, drive forward results with a team, they have to fight their natural urge to slip into their familiar uh, overdrive kind of like high pace in order to get things done. And the right. urge to do that will be incredibly strong because the stakes are higher than ever and they, they're keen to prove themselves. Sure. And I wonder sometimes if it's like within teams of people who know each other, right. Already like um, moments where, you know, they were your peer and now they're your boss. Oh, like, wow. I got know, promoted and now like uh, I'm leading a team. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> And, and maybe everybody had a lot of respect for you as a peer and, and maybe even a lead on the team, like a real leader who was not their people leader, but they, they looked up to as like, hey, I, I feel like you've got the right thing and there's so much I can learn from you. But the problem is now that I work for you, now almost what could happen is some members of that team could start reinforcing those bad behaviors of, well, we got to go to so-and-so for judgment on this because, well, they know so much about it. It turns sour, right? They were maybe the first among equals. Mm -hmm. And now I like that idea of like the judgment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I can, I can see the counter argument here of like, well, but they know, but they do know a whole lot about that. And if they're not managing that, then what are they doing? And, and the, the, the reply I have to that is, well, they're making the calls on who should be making the calls. Mm -hmm. Like the, you know, it's the whole idea of, you know, your boss should never go into a meeting with you and undermine you in that meeting to whoever you're meeting with. Yeah, hopefully that's the case, right? Because we know that's terrible for morale. It's one thing to struggle with a pace setter leader because you are having trouble keeping up with the pace and maybe your morale dips because you start doubting yourself. But add to that a situation right. where you've already been like maybe publicly doubted by your right. leader. Oh, right. that's very hard to recover from. And then not only that, then now no one, no one will go to you to the individual contributor anymore for anything they'll just say well i mean it's fine that we go to him to you but now we got to go to your boss anyway to get this anointed otherwise it's not really it's until it's got the stamp it's no good yeah and that that talk about a productivity killer like if you're talking about high performing and high delivery 
well, now that you have to put your stamp on everything, boy, that's going to come to a screeching halt real fast. Not to mention if everybody is lining up and the things that they're bringing to you for your review, they've spent countless hours reviewing and polishing and perfecting because they're afraid of what will happen if there's even just a small mistake. Right, right, exactly. So you don't get to see work in progress. You don't get, you get no opportunity to coach anybody. Um, You know, there's, there's all kinds of deficiencies and, and uh, kind of brokenness that happens here. Um, So what's the alternative though? So you think about it, someone who's a pace setter leader, they might be saying, well, shoot, what, what do you want me to do? Underperform? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I think the pace setter leader needs to take a step back and realize that there's a different type of pace setting now that they can do where they Mm -hmm. can apply that drive to something else. Yeah. And that, figuring out how to unlock other people's potential to be high performers. And like, you know, I mean, let's say you have a team of people, you say, um, you know what, I'm not going to make this decision. I'm actually going to delegate this to someone else. And every decision that, you know, for, mo- for many decisions that are brought to you by, by others, maybe you delegate it back down to somebody within your org and say, actually, you need to go to so-and-so. They, they are in charge of that now and they know it. And I back their decision. Yeah. Um, that's a really, really nice way to both keep your high standards and yeah. drive the full team forward for results, but do it in a way that's empowering and provides great development opportunities for people. Right. And I think another thing too is, is to, is to ask work in progress. Like just, I don't, I don't want to see the finished polished thing. Like bring me the stuff that you're in the middle of working on misspellings and bad grammar and all bring it all because I, I want to be part of the conversation so that, you know, I can help shape, um, you know, what success would look like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but not prescribe how you get there Yeah, and not make you go through hoops to develop all this stuff only for me to say, what the heck is all this and (laughs) and shoot it all down. Um, You need to be that it's that approachability where, you know, you're still a real person. Um, you know, I think that's, that's, those are, there's probably a long list, but those are the two big ones that come to my mind. I've seen leaders do one or the other and very rarely both. Yeah. Um, very rarely, but it happens. And then, and then also, honestly, it's consistency. Um, I've seen some do it, but then they can't stick to it. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's because it's um, some of us are a little bit hardwired with how effective being um, a highly driven, fast processor. I mean, it's been really effective up until now. So you're going to keep defaulting back to that behavior. Yeah. Well, what do you think? What are what are some things that 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 uh, people should be focusing on if they find themselves in that seat? Yeah, I think that you're kind of scratching in the same area where I'm looking at, and that's to say, to broaden what success looks like, to include developing others, and set the same high standards that you do for results, but make sure that that applies to the effective functioning of your team um, yeah. to be as accountable for how you and your team deliver results as you are for delivering the measurable results. And we know these people are driven. Let's use that drive for good, not evil. Right. right. 
Well, I think that that actually sounds like a pretty solid grounding. Um, I'd be really curious to hear from our listeners um, if anybody's ever been in that seat or if they have a leader that they're, that they're under uh, that has been doing this uh, for a while or maybe could learn a thing or two, um, you know, what they think. Yeah, um, I would love to hear from that from them. Uh, yeah. In particular, if any of you are reformed pace setter leaders, we want to know what you've learned and how you've changed your practice and uh, what you'd like to share with others, because that's really what a side order of empathy is about. It's like how to improve. And we want to hear from right. people who have been able to master some of that. Yeah. So please let us know. Well, um, thank you, Natasha. This has been a great topic. I like this one. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. So do you want to wrap up? Yeah. Um, so we talked about this concept of a pace setter leader and how somebody who has really high standards and is driven for fast work could be super successful as an individual contributor. But when they're in a leadership position, operating in that same way could be really bad for morale on their team when individuals feel like they're not able to keep up. And eventually that causes poor results for the team. So what are some things that people can do to help address that? Well, um, I think we talked about uh, looking at the pace setting as a different set of things that you need to set the pace on. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you brought up uh, very astutely brought up that it's not just about delivering the actual deliverables, but in the way you you deliver those deliverables and um, giving people the space uh, to bring you things in progress so you can kind of have that kind of openness and maintain you know, things don't need to be all perfectly polished and uh, you're not always the decider and then delegating that decisioning down and, and, and um, uh, really backing your people on it. Um, yeah. Having conversations in private to coach people, but not, not publicly. Um, those are, those are really important things um, that I think change the dynamic and can unlock your own potential to be a pace setter in a very different, but very positive way. Oh, I like that. Good. Cool. <laughs> well, thanks. Let us, let us all, um, all our listeners, let us know what you think. Bye for now. Bye-bye. A side order of empathy can be found at iTunes, Google play, and at a side order of empathy.com. Thank you for listening.